Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. (laughs) This episode of the B-Side Boys is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio. Locker room. Locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And great price, great people, great service. I mean, just... Can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page. Look them up online. R-O-D-E-R Epoxy. Tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, that's really important. Now, here's the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, man. (laughs) That was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, too bad I forgot to record. Yeah, let's do it again. No, no, no. We'll just keep it rolling. We'll keep it rolling. We'll see if it comes back. You know, happy Thursday. So there it was, episode 63. Yeah. Live in the Wombat Den. We have in person Nico Felice for a whole shoot the shit episode today. Nico, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. It's uh, been a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is actually, how many times have we reached out to you to do this? Because I feel is, like it's been quite a few times. This is the third and third time's a charm. So we're yeah. good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, it's one of those things too, where when we first started this, we're like, and I keep like a really ridiculously uh, long Excel spread, spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I have like a hundred tabs and I try to keep track of like every rugby club because I was like, I don't want this to be like only wombats and you and i guys like i want to make sure we represent so i i hope there's no hard feelings that you thought we we waited this long like we we're slighting you but it was just because we didn't want to uh uh only talk to our friends we wanted to get to know new people branch out so i mean it only hurt a little bit but i think we can get over it <laughs> i know <laughs> no so thank you for joining us man and you know uh there will be no sounds of cracking beers uh, because we are still recovering from the oh. banquet, Woo. the Westland yeah. Wombats uh, Fall Awards Banquet last night. Nico, how did you feel waking up this morning? I actually, uh, you know, I slept in a little bit longer than normal, but... Uh, was that because daylight savings? We lost was, an hour? That was, that was daylight <laughs> savings, yeah. So <laughs> my clocks hadn't adjusted yet, and mm-hmm. then I was confused for like 10 minutes, and then we got into it, yeah. Uh, my, my wife, on the other hand, still asleep. Interesting. <laughs> Weird. Right? Weird. It's, it's Thursday. The party was Saturday. Yeah, well, you know, it was a big one. Yeah. Might want to see a doctor. <laughs> oh, oh, Phil, how are you dude, feeling? I feel rough, but I'm getting back to normal, I think. It's, I will say, I'm, I'm proud of myself. 
I was out till we got home at 1 a.m. Mm. So not to toot my own horn. And Vic wasn't there. Vic always gives me a hard time. He's like, dude, great. I never go out when you go out. And then he missed the banquet because he was in know? Kansas it's City. It's the same thing to me. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we were out. We were all out. We were all out. We were that all was out. a lot of fun going downtown, going to Carl's and Carl's the station. Good. I mean, yeah, it was good. Good to see some old friends and good to see some guys that play with us from out of town, made the, the trek in the blizzard. Yeah. That was Toby. That's yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> Dude, I know. That's three and a half hours. Like, oh, driving. Well, I remember because he stayed at my place and he's like, oh, I was like, Roads weren't up really bad until about like an hour out from Des Moines. And then it like changes ETA from like five thirty to like six fifteen. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. yeah, and then another another one. Rotor made a big trip. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he told us he was going to be bringing a, a special guest, which was really funny too because that special guest, when I put on Be Real, uh, I took a picture of like everybody at the station hanging out, and you could see the special guest in the middle. Multiple people are like, why is Zeus there? <laughs> <laughs> He's playing for yeah. us. Ooh! That was, that was uh, an no. awesome. That was so, that was an awesome surprise. Like, I kind of had a feeling when Rotor called me. He's like, I'll bring in somebody. It's like, I was going to bring Daily, but he couldn't make it. But I got somebody else. And I'm like, is it Zeus? And he just laughs. And he's like, no. Like, okay. Uh, I believed him, though, because it's like, I don't think Rotor would lie to me. How do you think <laughs> Zeus feels? Or do you think he even realizes He's the replacement for Daly. Like he's well, I think he's Rotor number two on the depth chart. I think Rotor said he was going to bring two. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, he did end up bringing two because Zeus brought his day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no plus one policy with the wombats. You can it's plus yeah. infinity. Like, yeah, you can bring however many people you want. Bring everybody. Everyone's welcome. Yeah. Well, back in the U and I days, though, like whenever we had uh, like the cocktail party. That one year, I brought like five people with me. How many of them were dudes? They're all women, actually. Yeah, Whoa. see, yeah, oh, that normally, ladies, yeah, don't, yeah. normally, usually it would be a lot of guys, but yeah. <laughs> one time it was a lot of girls. <laughs> and we never say no either way. <laughs> oh, oh, hold man. on, bro. You got to, nope, you can't come in here. <laughs> got to keep the freaking numbers right. Oh, I like how you did that with your hands, and this is audio only. It's a brain thing. It's, 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 it's to keep the brain moving. Oh, yeah. It's, it's cardio. Okay. It's every time I talk to, like, I'll start doing stuff with my hands. It's like nobody can see what I'm doing. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to nod a lot tonight. <laughs> so, okay, no yes or no questions. So, uh, let's go ahead and start off. So, um, you play for the Wombats. I do. <laughs> Big nod. <laughs> no, so... Um, let's just start there, you know, let's dive into it. You've got a long rugby career that you've, you know, amassed a lot of different miles, a lot of different locations. You've played with a lot of people and you're currently with the Wombats. So yeah, like I said, let's start there. You were a part of the foundation of this club. Basically when it started up, what was your goal or what was your, I always do this. I ask like 12 questions in one question. So let's just start with this. <laughs> what did you first think when I came to you and was like, Hey man, Thinking about starting a new team. First thought. Um, yes. What's up? Let's do this. Um, honestly, we had we had so much uh, history together playing at UNI and at Bremer. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, oh, now we don't have to do a long drive. Like that's not a terrible idea. I'm I'm in for that. Yeah, because you had to drive me a lot on those. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's asleep in my Dude. car. I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> I remember that shit. Oh my. And Grace pulled that crap on me, obviously, too. 
Yeah, and not to not to keep bringing those stories <laughs> up. But, you know, the, These the are the greatest reason, stories you'll ever. Hey, talk about. do you want to play in a team local? Yes, so I don't have to drive you two hours on a Wednesday night home <laughs> oh, from Waverly. Time travel, the reporter <laughs> here. That's great. Yeah, but <clears throat> what? So when we first started everything out, what was your main goal with this new club? Um, honestly, just to keep playing and having fun with my friends. Like, what? There's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty simple, pretty easy. Because I think too, like as we do this, it is like one of those things where when people ask us, I, like I, I saw this thing on TikTok. This guy used to be uh, an elite eleven college football recruit for quarterback, and he was making fun of people who play in the XFL. And he's like, they only make two hundred thousand dollars, and and they're eating fast food, and and they have to drive themselves to games, and and people in arena football they get handed a two hundred fifty dollar check, and and I'm thinking to myself, he was basically explain, explaining club rugby, except I'm like, wait, they get paid between $50,000 and $200,000 here? Me like, up. we pay money to live that <laughs> life. Like, yeah. We do this because we love it. And I just, it was a really interesting thing where someone's like, you know, if I'm not making X amount of dollars, like, then I'm not doing it. It's like, do you really? I don't know. Like, this sport has always been for me, and I feel like for you guys too, being at UNI, Bremer, now the Wombats, like, mm-hmm. Friends are first, you know, that, that sense of community and, and friendship. And it's cool to see it continue on. And so when it first started up, what was your role uh, as it started on the field, off the field? How did you see yourself uh, with the start of the club? Uh, well, I started off being the treasurer mm-hmm. um, and then kind of stepped into more of a role off the field, uh, just helping in the day-to-day stuff, just making decisions and trying to um, then come up with how we're going to actually play uh, as a team, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun trying to... Um, wear a know, coaching hat? Yeah, wear a coaching <laughs> hat for the first time in a while. Uh, but obviously playing, like we have a lot of really good players around. So that was that was always what mm-hmm. comes out and is a lot of fun at the end of the, t- end of the day. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and I'd say too, you know, as we're thinking of like all the different things, like when it first started, um, what was, you know, getting out there playing for the first time, brand new team, you know, was the expectation of like being a part of a brand new club and being on that leadership, you know, was it as difficult as you thought? I mean, um, to start a new team, what, what did that look like? Like, did you think it would be harder than it was, or did you think like it was extremely difficult and the the team was going to fold multiple times or, what, what did that look like? Don't get me wrong. There's definitely uh, some growing pains, but mm-hmm. um, it it really wasn't as hard as you would think it is. Yeah. It's just putting together a plan and doing it and mm-hmm. actually coming through with doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously some growing pains, but yeah. uh, I mean, there's, it's, it's worked out really well. I was gonna say, yeah. There's some clubs that have been around for like 50 years. And I feel like they still have similar, well, not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them, I guess, growing pains, but similar pains that we experience. Headaches. Yeah. Like people don't fill out a Google Doc. <laughs> Sorry, that was... I don't know if every team uses Google Doc. <laughs> they just... Send out flyers. Yes, yeah, send out flyers. <laughs> really? A chain text Mark message. yes or no. Right. The telephone treat. No, because that's something too where I always think it's such interesting and like we talk a lot about the day-to-day, like what we're going to do to run the club, but it's funny as we're talking now, I've never really asked you these questions before of like, what are your thoughts on like, are we going to make it? Are we, is, is this what we want it to be? And, and is this 
difficult or hard. So like, it is kind of interesting to kind of dive into this part of it because I definitely feel like there's days where I'm like, are the wheels just going to fall off out of nowhere? You know, like, what does that look like? And I do think, you know, with the group of people in leadership and kind of distributing kind of those, like running the team has really helped. And like having experience, we have so many guys with over 10 years experience of not only playing, but like being admin or coach, I think that's helped a lot. I think that is the difference between our club and a lot of other clubs. I mean, we're the first to in the state of Iowa to in the same city, like try to create a new club, Mm -hmm. which is, I think that says a lot for who we are and what we have come with. Right. And I think it also says a lot too about like our community community can handle it. You know what I mean? And then we just kind of had the faith of like, we think we can make this work and, Mm -hmm. um, and the community can handle it. And we saw it through. I think, yeah, just being very intentional about what we want to do, what we want to say and how we want to do it. And then just, like you said, I think you put it well, just follow through. Yeah. Just and, do it. and there's times where we've definitely made um, errors and mm-hmm. some bigger than others. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just that consistency of trying to do the right thing. That's at the end of the day, what has kept us going. Right. And I'll say too, I always thought this was funny. Like our first, year playing even into our second year as we'd get into a scrum with another team and and people would be like oh this team's new and then i think it was um debo from clinton he said we were getting into a scrum and like jokingly i said to a referee and i think it was like paul damage or adam paul and i'm like <laughs> I remember and, I remember being, and i said i'm like oh it's our first scrum we're, or we're we're a new team we're new and he goes shut the fuck up we've been playing for 10 years <laughs> Yeah, that was that was last year. That was our first fall season match ever. It was just really funny because I'm like, we're a new team. Be easy on us. He just told me to shut up. Does my head go here? Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny, like to be a new team. Like we ended up being one of the most experienced teams in the league. Just, yeah. just again, finding guys who were like, oh, I'm retired. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm just, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing with rugby, and we intentionally found those people and yeah. kind of like, Hey, you know, one practice a week Dude. beers after. I remember that though. We used to use that excuse a lot our, for our first year and second year. It's like, we're a relatively new club. Like anytime our scrum gets like blown up or we got to like restart stuff. And it's just like literally all three of you guys in the front row have like 10 years experience each. Yeah. So it's like, figure the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> If we counted up all the years of everybody combined, yeah, that would be pretty embarrassing that we used that. But it was more of a joke. It wasn't. Yeah, serious. I know. It, it was, should it actually was be like though. get a good counter of years of experience. You know, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah, just make another. Spreadsheet. I have to say things out loud <laughs> so that you actually for fun. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. I do enjoy a good spreadsheet, you know. So <laughs> no, and you know, before that though, um, back you know, to Nico. Yeah, back to Nico. <laughs> Hand on thigh. <laughs> So (laughs) mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33 percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety nine each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate. Celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm trying to think of the timeline because my brain kind of is mush. I got right. it. I got a question. Yeah. 
because obviously, you know, you're a Southeast Pulp alumni. Yes, sir. And you went to UNI. But I was always curious, how did you initially decide to go to UNI instead of one of the other schools? So, so going, like all the way back to the beginning. Good question. Yeah, yeah, like, that's dude, really good. Oh, yeah. So I was actually um, looking into being a chiropractor and you and I offered a three plus three program with Palmer. Oh, um, so that's uh, that. And at the state tournament, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Uh, I got recruited, but you got you guys were like, we're really cool, and nobody else really talked to me. So I knew <laughs> rugby was a thing at you and I, and it who, all. Do you remember who it was? I, my brain is blanking on his name, but yes, of course. Uh, wow, this, if he's, if he's listening, he's gonna be really mad at me. Wasn't like. <laughs> Grant Stephan. It was or... definitely Grant Stephan. <laughs> was it Grant Stephan? Don't tell him. I feel like he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna make me drink again. <laughs> we got some stories on that. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that was the whole reason that I went to UNIS because I was gonna do three plus three and then go to Palmer um, and become a chiropractor. Obviously, that didn't uh, work out that way, but it never does though. Or at least most of the time it doesn't. That's a high school plan, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That changes. I was going to be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't do that. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Just oh. imagine you chasing the people down. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Come here. That's Just really funny. You. <laughs> anyway, now, so, like, so you and I, though, what year did you officially start then? What so year? I started in 2012. It was 2012? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because you 12, were there. 12 through 15. Yeah, because you were technically there a year before I was. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and a lot of a lot of fifth year seniors on that team. Yeah. Uh, really did. Uh, I mean, I had a lot of learning to do because I had only played sevens. A uh, lot of characters, obviously. I think that's kind of where we got our idea for the wombats as well. Yeah. Just because there's so much experience and leadership, and we didn't have a coach at that point in time, and mm-hmm. we I think ended up fifth in the nation. Yeah. Our, that first year, which yeah. was like. We had a really solid team. <clears throat> yeah, because I, I know, like, between me, Jeremy Newman, Alec Lang, like, we kind of, like, jumped in to, like, try to not necessarily coach, but just more of, like, hey, we'll lead some drills and we'll just kind of make sure we're, we're moving forward. And, and that's when we created all of you and I's social media presence as well to try to, like, get ourselves into the rankings because we just promoted our own games. And then people saw like, Oh, they are playing good rugby. Like, because we, like you said, we had a lot of fifth year seniors and a lot of great players who just, I don't know. They played a very physical brand of rugby and physical and fast. Oh yeah. No, I just think of, you know, yeah. Some of those, those parties your first year. Oh, I was terrified. (laughs) I didn't drink. Yeah. I didn't, I, I was not a drinker at all so you know i had to <laughs> i had some fifth years handing me or like hey i expect you to drink this in five minutes and i'd find ryan gray in the corner like please help me <laughs> and i had to hand him a drink and he's like who made this this is terrible yeah. <laughs> and i would drink it for you so that they would leave they, you because they would come check on me like oh good yeah, job they'd like I, I do remember like you'd be holding like a red solo cup and they'd like tip it to be like okay it's empty good job and then i'll be, make you another yeah, exactly oh no you must oh, have liked shoot. it and then i'm sitting there over there like oh drinking for two that was gross but i guess i'm i'm helping out nico uh, yeah i remember it's like yeah you're not really being like much like a big drinker like when we were at you and i stuff and even like when we were at Bremer, but when you went overseas for a little bit and then you came back, I don't know what happened, but you were able to like delete like 
beer so fucking fast? I, like, what happened when you went overseas? What you know, changed? <laughs> as an American, you have to hang your hat on one thing, and that's being able to drink. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there was a, a, a few uh, times over there where you'd be stuck in the club rooms and they literally lock the doors until everybody pukes pretty much like it's, it's a weird <laughs> thing but they they do it as a camaraderie experiment all right so. yeah wow. all right <laughs> and like the way they have rugby over there how would you compare so like we're really jumping all over the board yeah so. i didn't mean to jump to overseas right off the bat <laughs> no you're good <laughs> okay. i, I, I want to get into this too because this is really interesting so this was after you were playing at bremer you had an opportunity to go to the Johnsonville. Uh, so I went to Johnson, or I played for Johnsonville in Wellington. Okay, and that's and, in New Zealand. Yep, in okay. New Zealand. I actually so before I went on a couple tours with uh, Joe Blippert. Okay, and yep. played in Vietnam and Thailand and some tennis tournaments with nice. the Bangkok Southerners, um, which really like piqued my interest in traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that it was something I wanted to do, but never thought it was um, something I would ever get done. Um, so then going over, I just kind of um, used a few connections to kind of put me in at least in a like in a realm of people. So like you uh, like there. through networking of like playing in Thailand and Vietnam yep. and you were like, hey, I'm aware I'm interested of these in people. going and playing in New Zealand. Gotcha. Like that's okay. I just that's basically all. And they're like, OK, yeah, here's this. Here's this team you might like it might work well for. And I was like, OK. But I didn't know where I actually wanted to be. Right. So I actually rented a car my first like week there and drove to all of the spots that sounded kind of cool. Whoa. Just like I opened up that like arrival magazine uh, on the <laughs> on the airplane that they give you, and you're like, oh, this looks cool. I'm gonna go here. I literally traveled, and I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, so I went from Auckland all the way down to Queenstown, and wow. then back up to Wellington. Because I was like, Wellington just felt, I don't know, it felt different to me. Yeah. It, there was a very good vibe there. Uh, I was actually just looking at stuff because it was literally like four or five years ago today yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it, that I would have been there and experiencing these things. So that's right. kind of cool though. Uh, I mean, it just felt right to be there. So I lived in, <laughs> for a long time, I just lived in a hostel and just got by. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> it's not an easy uh, way and it's obviously uh, like a really big positive portion of my life uh, mm. and it's easy to show that but it, you don't show the hard things that actually you go through um, yeah like I'm actually alone over here you know like mm. I've got a lot of support but being alone for the first time in your life is really interesting yeah and it forced me to like really be outgoing and mm -hmm. not be afraid to walk up to a group of guys in a bar. Hey, um, I'm not from around here. Do you care if I hang out with you guys? Like, oh yeah, sweet. What's up? Yeah. And they're probably like, you talk funny. Yeah, you talk funny. You all talk funny. Because New Zealand looks like probably like the coolest place in the world. Cause it's just, you know, it's an it's island, but it's got like gorgeous. mountains, beaches, like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. It like, doesn't seem as dangerous as Australia yeah. like with their creatures, but I'm sure they live there too. Like, yeah, there's probably a few, but yeah. Yeah. There's, really big spiders. There's no big predators there. It's just <laughs> yes. a bunch of birds. <laughs> so wild. Yeah. It, it's, it's very gorgeous though. And then, um, but yeah, I guess you can. Or I was going to ask though too, cause like it, it seemed like their club structure, the way that their teams are set up, you know, it's so different than over here. Sure. And like, it's something that like 
it, it fascinates me because rugby's so ingrained into their culture. And like, I mean, that is one of their top sports and it just looked like, you know, these clubs have different levels from premiership all the way down to like what would be our D four, but it's all in like the same pipeline. And there's yeah. just like the fact that they can drive like not very far and have multiple matches. It yeah, just, cool. it well, looks that's the crazy amazing. thing about like the huge difference from here in the U S to over there. Mm-hmm. Like each city has, I don't know, 16 teams, like, yeah. like Wellington, like our competition was just Wellington for like, and how and how many people live in Wellington? Do you know? Would it be like similar to Des Moines? It was. It did feel very similar to Des Moines, like three hundred thousand ish people. Yeah. Fun fact: um, Des Moines, Iowa, is the same amount of latitude, like north, as Wellington is south. Whoa! Boom. <laughs> that is very that different is weather, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still an island. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, As we're talking hot. about this, and again, there is eight inches of snow outside. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Iowa. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Though. Just imagine being in Des Moines and having 16 teams here, and we never had a and that's, outside. That's Des also how I knew that the Wombats would work, where I was like, I mean, yeah. they can make that work. Yeah. Why would not? Why would we not be able to? Right. Because well, it is one of those things where it might come off as like, well, it hasn't happened before. And teams are spread out everywhere. Like it just like people almost have this mental block. Not that they don't believe in it, but it's like it hasn't been there. So how yeah. can I envision it when I've never seen it? Yeah. You saw it. Yeah. And even though the culture was much different, it's like there's three hundred thousand people in this community. There's people who went to Iowa, you and I, Iowa State, Iowa Central. They moved back to Des Moines. There's high school teams. There, there's just so much opportunity here that like yeah, why couldn't we find? And then there's also people who've never played rugby, but they're in between the ages of. 23 and 35 where like i would like to tackle someone and yeah. play a game with a group of like-minded friends who will just be with the boys so yeah, cool i <laughs> yeah. still like would you have an idea like how many of those guys were originally from new zealand or like how many of them were actually like kiwis or was it mostly like people like was there a lot of guys on these teams that were from different countries there there's obviously people that are so new zealand's obviously very big for tourism yeah but on the teams it's mostly guys from new zealand fiji like the small island samoa and like and would you say those like, guys are all living like yeah. normal everyday new zealanders like, and like that's their hometown that right yes. so yeah, like they the most part. almost like we do with like high school sports where it's like you know i grew up in this town this is who i play for this is the colors i wear like almost like they don't have a choice like that's their team or do people jump around from they team to jump team? around a lot oh, it was really? actually okay. really interesting um because i even had a teammate in the same season he transferred to a team because he wasn't happy at ours and then decided to transfer back before the end of the season. And there's like a transfer window over there and everything has to be, it's very similar to like, I actually had to like use my name and get myself transferred to them. Mm -hmm. It's like our SIP system. Yeah. It's very interesting. And everybody has to okay it from like the team to like the competition to Mm -hmm. like the highest level. Yeah, I was going to say, I was curious what would prevent people from, like, jumping ship from one team and another, like, to a team that's obviously, like, winning matches and the other team that's, like, consistently losing. Yeah. And like, it's similar to, similar to like, a trade deadline or yeah. if you're having issues, like, hey, say, you know, you owe the club money. Well, we're not going to let you go play for another team until yeah. you're... Were the dues mostly, like, were they kind of... 
Were they on the higher end, lower end, do you think? Or um, they have a different currency, obviously, then. I'll be honest. Uh, the club actually paid for mine. Oh, nice. Um, so I don't remember how much it was, but mm-hmm. it felt like it was very similar to uh, what we do. Okay. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, to get back to your initial question, it is very like structured very differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, each team will have anywhere from like five or six different like teams on their club, like the levels. Yeah. Of, so and does like, this go all the way to youth, middle does, school, high school? Yeah. So then social. So they have like obviously colleges or what they're finishing high schools mm-hmm. are. It's yeah. not quite university. It's a little different gotcha. uh, than here. Um, but they, I mean, you, you, you obviously have your younger age grade and mm-hmm. that was really cool to kind of like mm-hmm. be around and see, cause they'd be playing on the f- field while you're getting warmed up and stuff. That's cool. Uh, but at any given time, like there's, you know, premier team, there's yeah. a senior team, like older guys that are yeah. still running around. Don't know how, um, <laughs> <laughs> the brakes haven't fallen off yet. Uh, you got, you know, reserves and depending on how big your club is, you might have more reserve teams, right. uh, which would create that, like where we're D three, right. They yeah. would have like D three, D four, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, then you got like different size where competition, where you have to be like under 75 oh. kgs. But, okay. So like, that was interesting too, where I'm like, I <laughs> feel like a Clydesdale, like sevens type yeah. idea. Almost. Yes. But yeah. the opposite, yeah. <laughs> like you have to be smaller. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was very interesting. And like, we're over and here, like Colts, which is like their younger guys coming up. Um, gotcha. Like the rising stars kind of, th- or like young yeah. guys that are, but it's interesting too. Like if you haven't really made it by 18, mm-hmm. you feel like you have, like, you're not going to make it. Like you're just like if you haven't been noticed, stuff, if you yeah. haven't been noticed by the All Blacks, or I mean, not, but it's more of like or like a the, super rugby program or academy because they take the best players in that whole competition and then do a bigger competition across the whole state or not state but country. Yeah. Um. So that's where you see the Miter Tens and like there's other competitions, obviously. So that would be like if you haven't been noticed by the Wellington Lions. By, is that a super rugby team, right? That is not their super rugby okay. team. So, so how does so that, that how does that play so into then, it? So then they can get pulled. Basically, those best those guys will play in that competition, mm-hmm. and then they get pulled up to the super rugby team as well. Gotcha. So it'd be so like it's if, a big layer system. So it'd be like if you played for the Wombats, <clears throat> you go play for the Thunderbirds, and then the Chicago Lions in D one see you. Yep. They say, "Come play for us." You're in the D one system. And then now the Chicago Hounds of MLR are like, okay, we're going to sign you. And you just kind of keep – so the Hounds and yep. the, and the you, Lions aren't connected, but the Hounds can offer you money. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. and they've got a lot more – Resources and – They've got a lot more built towards it. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> that, is, that is fascinating too, like to be – like in our I world with USA. Of rugby yeah, well, and it so was – so amazing. It was really cool because I actually worked my way from like the Premier Reserves mm-hmm. to play like – legit time on the premier team and though in those competitions you're playing against guys that like say it's their uh similar to like triple a iowa here right they've got somebody on injury from the super rugby team the hurricanes and they'll drop they'll drop them down and then if they have bye weeks they'll drop their all those guys down and let them go play so any given game you're playing against a legit all black wow like it would that was a very fast competition. Very hard. <laughs> like they hit. Like it was. It was fun. Wow. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So if somebody was looking to, you know, go overseas, play New Zealand, like what would be a good avenue for somebody who'd be interested in, you know, getting over there to play? Obviously. Wait. Phil, you're not going over there. You're staying here. <laughs> but for anybody else. <laughs> Obviously, like using uh, your networking uh, yeah. is the best way to get over there. Joe but, Lippert. Yes. Yeah. Joe, Joe Lippert did a great job getting me into the international game. Uh, but, I mean, people like uh, Cope Wheeler, uh, yeah. he had connections over there because he went and did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. He, he played in Auckland. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, my connections didn't work. Uh, at the time, there was stuff going on with their families and whatnot that it didn't uh, line up correctly. Yeah, but I mean, you can you can do it the same way that I did it, obviously, uh, and just kind of show up. They're gonna take you. Um, it's a lot easier. There are headhunters and stuff, which is actually how I um, ended up playing my second year. Was and I actually got a legit contract, but. I'll, We'll wait for that in a half second. Uh, <clears throat> but the cool thing about Wellington was that their opening day, they have this gala is what they called it. Mm-hmm. And every team in the competition played at the same location. Whoa. So I happened to just like, similar to you and I, get in the minivan and mm-hmm. like go to practice. Well, I brought my boots and I jumped in this minivan and it took a couple of kids from Japan uh like they didn't speak any english and then me <laughs> and uh, another guy like he was kind of older he's like oh i don't know if i'm gonna play anymore but you know bring your boots we'll see if we can get you in mm-hmm. and i jumped in on this team i happened to make a couple of, i was terrified going out i was like, yeah, yeah because yeah. you know the stories are like man these guys are so much better than you like i was actually told by people like Hey, if you don't make the top team, don't be mad. Like, if you make the third team, you're gonna be good. So I go out there and yeah. I'm like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta hit this guy with everything that I have." So it, mm. I happen to make a couple like really big hits, and this premier coach comes over. He's like, "Who'd you say you are? Where are you from?" Like, <laughs> I think we could find a spot for you on our team. <laughs> like, nice. But of course, he wanted me to be a big defensive guy, and I. <laughs> you guys everybody knows if you're listening i i can play defense fine but i'm not a big hitter <laughs> and that's that's what he wanted out of me <laughs> i'm like i'm offense man <laughs> i was just gonna say like if you make some good tackles yeah i would recommend you use more of an offensive threat <laughs> that's funny too like you, you were very intentional like i gotta give it everything i got and then they see that and they're like, oh, this is what he is. And you're yeah. like, well, no, no, no. I don't, I don't do this every day. <laughs> That's actually not my player type. I just kind of stepped up to the occasion. Uh... Yeah. So I ended up being like really under, because they put me in at lock and I was really undersized. Like I, I got made fun of for not being 100 kgs, which is like 220 pounds. Like, it was funny walking out there and they're like, Oh, who's this like small white guy? What's up? Like, Hey hey guys, I'm not just white. I'm American. (laughs) I run at him. (laughs) Uh, Most of the time though, like, do they always have like 
weight like did you need to be at a certain weight you know for like each position were they really big on that or not really man uh it's really interesting talking to them they're so specialized in yeah. everything that they do when they asked me when they asked me what position I played and I told them uh, <laughs> anywhere from lock to wing, <laughs> they kind of laughed at me like, no, that's not what we do here. <laughs> because they uh, actually like when they think of like, you don't just say flanker, there's the open side, right? I mean, like, yeah. no, they, and it's a they huge specifically, distinction. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no, I like to lock down that six side yeah. or like, I'm, I'm just a back rower. Like, yeah. that's a lot of positions there. And like, you're, that's a good utility guy. Yeah, because I feel like in the States, it's like you have to know how to play probably at least more than one position. At least most guys need to know how to Absolutely. play more than one position. And it's because you don't know what you have every week. Well, and it's not even that you're pl- you're knowing how to play more than one position. It's just sometimes it's like I just need the, like, the best eight athletes at forward. Or like, you know, in our pool of athletes, it's like I don't care what it looks like. You guys are the top eight for forwards. You may be undersized, but – we're really focused on open play because yeah. we don't we don't have <laughs> yeah we don't have five teams of players of massive player pool to get the exact measurements and and yeah. the exact play styles. It's more of like give me eight athletes, you're my scrum. Uh, we'll figure out the other stuff because I know when you came back and we were working through stuff with the wombats, and as I would type up the roster, like hey, uh, here's this and this, and you'd be like, flip the six and seven flip the four and five mm-hmm. and i remember just being like does it really matter and you're like yeah it does like i'm not gonna like <laughs> we don't fact, we're not, I'm gonna, not gonna go into all yeah. the intricacies yeah yeah and i'm like i agree and then we have guys on the team too who are like haven't played rugby ever and they're like but i like the number seven more and it's like <laughs> well i mean even talking to luke like and which is our uh you know our new newbie this last year, yeah. rookie, the rookie, rookie, rookie MVP, you know, rookie it's good, it's good. forward of the rookie forward pack player of the year yeah. for Wombats. <laughs> Thank you. My Awful. mouth doesn't work either. <laughs> uh, but like he even was like, I I can only play lock at one side. Like I don't I don't feel comfortable at the other side. I'm like I I know there's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> no. And think about I mean if you think about it, you know your loose head is probably a little bit smaller, but your tight head is normally going to be bigger. Yeah. Well, and that's and what's then, funny and too then is you kind of have to adjust that to behind them. What's funny is too, I <laughs> started playing tight head at you and I 13 years ago, and it wasn't because like I picked it. It's just kind of where I ended up. Yeah. And I've always played tight head ever since. And I've had I've I've been asked to play loose head. And every single time I feel lost and I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. And then it's funny because like when I was playing at Bremer and Becker was the loose head, I was the tight head and they tried to flip us and we're like, we're not switching. Even like tactically, if it would, no, like we've built this comfort level. And then when Caleb Stack came in, I was like, hey, guess what? You're going to play both of these. If Becker comes out, (laughs) you're you're loose head. If I come out, you're tight head. Like. Poor staff. Yeah. And then now that we're with the Wombats and I told Vic, because Vic was like, yeah, I don't really care about which side. And I'm like, cool, you're loose head. And he's like, cool, I kind of like it more. We now have decided we're never going to switch again either because now he's feeling like loose head's where it's at. And I'm like, well, I like tight head. You know, it's yeah. it's so weird how he, in your brain, like especially backline guys, they're like, a scrum's a scrum, just do it. And it's yeah, like, yeah, okay. And you and then you drag one of them in there, and they're like, yeah, oh, how does say, this work? It's the most awkward looking thing I've ever seen. I was gonna say, you sons of bitches, you get in here and do this. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I play on the wing. I mean, they could play in the scrum. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. So going back to like 
the the different levels of like all the teams and just kind of that massive group of players. Again, I find that just fascinating. So oh, yeah. some of those, uh, you know, structures that you saw, what were some of the biggest like ideas that you saw in person that you wanted to bring back here? I know we use them for the wombats yeah, as we were studying as well. Yeah. yeah. Like trying to use these ideas to be more sustainable. What were like the biggest pieces uh, that you wanted to bring back? Uh, really like getting into developing the youth, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to see that they start very young over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, huge, huge competitions for eight year olds. Like yeah. they get them, they get them going and it, it's legit. It's fun. Uh, that's where we kind of come into play where we're trying to get into the youth and like, okay, we're, we're starting out at high school and that's wonderful but we need to start moving towards middle school and try to do youth camps to try and get the sport in front of the kids so that they actually have an idea rather than teaching them at 18, 20, 35, uh, 50. I don't know. We've had a couple of those. (laughs) (laughs) Just really developing younger is where I think that's where it's going to, work out for the u.s right eventually right this, this seems to be the reoccurring theme a lot of people have been leaning towards like we got to you know get a ball in these kids hands at a younger and younger age you know and develop those skills before they get up into high school and then collegiate level then back to men's league because that's like american raptors i like what they're doing of like hey we're finding athletes and we're going to train them rugby stuff but some of those guys that they're getting are 24 25 26 27 okay cool we teach them they hit their athletic peak around 28, and 29, 30. Oh, and then, yeah, it could yeah. be as high as 35, 36. <laughs> but I'm just saying like a lot of high-level athletes. I yeah, mean, we're and seeing then, guys, and then they're out of the game. All and then they're out of the game. And it's like we – and like, again, if they can produce and, and like they're a good part of the community, that's awesome. But just saying like in a business sense, yeah. we're going to put all this time and resources into someone who's only going to give back three elite years. Whereas, hey, if we invest into the youth – they have so many more avenues and they could have a two decade long career rather than we put in the same amount of effort and it was three years. And then they, Hey, my knees blew out. I'm out, you know, like just because they went to the NFL or they went through college football, tried to make the NFL and then boom, where, yeah. And that was something too. I know when we started the Wombats, we, we talk about this a lot is we want to do more youth things. And now it's just finding the coaches, the volunteers. Well, that's the hard part. Like, yeah. It's really easy to say, let's get into the youth. Yeah. But yeah. developing that infrastructure yes. for everything to work and putting in the time and effort on top of your everyday stuff. Developing it, the kids is it's hard. hard. Developing the program. Right. That's, that's, the, the, part. that's the hardest part. You know what else we need, too, is more guys that play rugby or more women that play rugby that have kids. I feel like not as many people have families. Give them it's ten just a little years, bit easier. Give I know. It's a little easier to get, you know, kids involved in rugby if the parents are, you know, already affiliated with it in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. You, know? you look at the Randalls. I mean, that's yeah. like the top yeah. example that we have. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, like Casey's kids, like they're yeah, no. like, kids are going to be animals. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, well, and actually, like, and Whitcomb's kids, and, yeah. and then the, all the Barons' the kids. Barons like, is, you oh. see those Waverly youth camps because, again, we've talked about the Waverly youth program multiple times. They've got it figured out because the community's bought in, and they all have the little t shirts, and you see the names Hanson, Whitcomb, Barons, Pierce, like all those names of guys who were 
amazing rugby players in the state still of Iowa. Well, they're still, yeah, exactly. Still but, could be. <laughs> yeah. And like the thing is, now you're seeing their kids are getting into it. But here's the thing they got into it way before their parents did. And yeah. so that's what's like scary is like they're going to have 10, 12 years under their belt by the time their parents actually started with rugby. Right. Yeah. That's going to be I, And huge. that's kind of also where like give us 10 years and you're going to yep. see the same thing. Because mm-hmm. those guys are obviously a little bit older mm-hmm. than, yeah. than we are. And their kids are already like we, you yeah. have, you know, yeah. like, so many kids. And they're, I don't know, three three or younger at this point in time. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have some guys on the team that have like kids and stuff like that. But it's like obviously there's a few more years before they actually yeah. like mm-hmm. start doing anything with it. But I think that honestly, I think that's a big part of it is, you know, you got to have more people that are affiliated with rugby that have families yeah. if you want to get your kids involved. Because it's pretty hard when, you know, a parent has no idea like what rugby is or anything right. like that. And then to try to get their kid convinced to like do it. Right. You know, because they can't like explain it or envision what the kid's yeah. going to experience. Because if, you know, I did high school football, I did high school soccer, I did high school wrestling. I know exactly what that looks like. Mm. If I never did high school rugby, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. You know, if I'm a parent of a kid in Waukee yeah. and a random 22-year-old comes up to me, hey, I want your kid to join this program. Who's it through? Iowa Youth Rugby. What is that? It's a thing. Like, yeah. you I mean, know, it's obviously like, exceptions. Like, you obviously have Jason yeah. Denner with his girls and stuff like that. But, I mean. Well, they had a great high school coach. Yeah. The best. <laughs> <laughs> never heard that before. <laughs> uh, no, but you're right, though. Yeah. I that's kind of funny jason he's like the reverse of what we're talking about where it's like his daughters played rugby and that's what got him into rugby yeah i know and like which like is cool the reverse and yeah and he won our way of the wombat award for basically like diving into the culture uh, more than anybody and like just really understanding like i don't know a lot of the culture things you brought back from new zealand is stuff we wanted to implement yeah. that sense of family sense of community mm-hmm. sense of building something more than just wins on a field because if you build that outside structure the wins come and and that's fun and it's all about having fun and winning's fun and yeah you know so i do want to go back though too you said your first year to your second year were much different out in new zealand Mm -hmm. and you said and you were like hey i'm gonna get to it you said there's headhunters you said you got picked up for a legit contract let's get back to that so what was that process when you jumped into this legit contract um what what was year two like so year one was obviously pretty hard just because i did everything my own like i had a nest egg built up that i took over there and then like spent it all but this the second one like with the contracts they pay for your flights they set you up with a home they set you up with a job like they're not paying for uh your rent you know but they're they're giving you a place to live which i mean doing it yourself the whole my whole first year with like dude, I, w- I was starving i would like literally would go to a gas station and get like just a meat pie and that was my whole meal for the whole like and then i'd go train like wow <laughs> i mean it was hard yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. hard but that second year i got brought in on a team in tyrua and they brought in a lot because they were they're they're struggling for numbers but they have a lot of supporters so they brought in a bunch of uh, guys from all over the world. So I was gotcha. playing with guy. I actually knew a guy from America that was playing with me. Really? Where was he from? Uh, he's from Arkansas. Okay. And he actually was hooked up with the Southerners as well. Ah. And so when he, we both like, oh shoot, I'm I'm gonna be seeing you, dude. Like we're yeah yeah, yeah yes, yeah. this is gonna be fun. Uh, 
a couple other Americans, uh, you know, Scottish guys, a uh, guy from Wales, like they're all sorts of guys yeah. are coming into this team. And we kind of built the team on like friendship as well, which yeah. was really cool because that's obviously what I feel like is most important. Yeah. If you don't have, if you guys aren't friends on the field, like being friends off the field is what makes you really good on the field. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> but they, they kind of just kind of set things up a little bit more <clears throat> than if you were to just walk over there and be like, hey, obviously can't walk there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long swim too. So I don't, you know, I wouldn't do that. I wonder if like a lot of the D1 teams and stuff like that here in the States kind of, adopted that model because like everything you kind of said that, yep and they'll like, pull players from overseas yep. yeah and, and that's something that i yeah. have talked to you about a couple of times yeah where i think that's something we could legitimately do if we had somebody that has an extra room or right. and somebody that's like hey we can get you a job pretty easily and know? that's stuff that we like to work on yeah to try and develop i I don't know how sticky would like a situation it would be but how cool it would be if we were like financially set enough where we could almost purchase a property mm-hmm. and then this have exactly. people stay there you Nico know, like, and i have actually talked about this like, about I wonder like, how hard that'd be to do because that'd be that'd be a well really and then cool... we could just put them on like a landscaping crew like yeah hey need somebody start a business hey, Juju. <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah, yeah. if someone owned a business and it's like hey we need seasonal work we've got a job for you yep. and then that job pays for this house yeah. you know and like it's the same situation and we, i know that like the kc blues they they were doing they stuff do like that, that yeah. yep. well, a lot of d1 teams do yeah. that yeah. uh the iowa barnstormers the arena football team here in des moines mm-hmm. they do that yep. so yeah. when i worked at casey's warehouse i can't remember in what the that summer, word is for it but i heard it all over the uh radio where they're like we're looking for more people yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. so casey's warehouse so there i am picking orders that get shipped out on the truck and next thing you know i see these like very fit guys, but three guys on one pallet jack. There's only supposed to be one guy on a pallet jack. And then I was like, hey, what's up? Like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. No, we play for the Iowa Barnstormers. And they kind of got away with a lot. But it was funny because it was like, oh, where'd you play football? Oh, Florida A&M, Jacksonville State, you know, Omaha, not Nebraska, but like Kearney or whatever. (laughs) And (laughs) some like really like random colleges. And it was one of those things where you think as a kid, I'm like, oh, the Barnstormers, they're a pro arena team and it's like no these guys had to work but casey's general stores gas station was a sponsor of the iowa barnstormers and they're like hey we need extra money cool you can work in our warehouse so they do it you know what i mean like i think it's more common than we know and again it comes down to if we knew somebody who has their own business they need employees they need seasonal work um that'd be a perfect opportunity to bring in some talent or I think of it too, even young guys. How many guys on the team do we have that put in the group chat? Like, hey, I'm trying hey, to make more money. Yeah, who's trying to work. like look for work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to change careers or I'm trying to earn more money than where I'm at. Like, that's already happening. And if we had more control, I think we could also control who we bring in and how many people we bring in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do it, Phil. <laughs> start a plumbing. Company yeah, start your own plumb yeah. factory. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still don't understand what your job is. So you grow plums. I don't even know what I do. I know you looked at my toilet, and it's worse now. <laughs> is it? Phil's laying, <laughs> Phil's laying pipe the wrong way. <laughs> do the toilets actually spin backwards down there when you were there? They are. They are different. I didn't notice the spin, but the. I mean. Everything down there feels upside down. Like light switches, literally, like you go up to turn things on. Like they have a button for P slash number two. 
like bidets and yeah, stuff like that. I know? mean, they don't all have bidets. Obviously, yeah. the infrastructure in like Southeast Asia, you have to have a bidet because their sewage pipes aren't big enough to handle toilet paper. Inter- yeah. Interesting stuff, That's guys. <laughs> there you go, Phil. I'm yeah. bringing you in. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's that's interesting. You know, I was thinking like, because you're talking about like, we were talking earlier about just bringing stuff back, you know, from your experiences in New Zealand. I think my favorite, like, structure-wise is what you brought in for lineouts. Line <laughs> yes, dude. I love the way we do lineouts. Like, when we were at Bremer and then, obviously, with Wombats, too. Right. When you brought that to Bremer, we it didn't like lose we, don't, we yeah, didn't lose a single yeah. lineout. And the way we even practice lineouts. Somebody's got to throw it right. <laughs> so you got to clarify. As long as we threw it straight, we didn't lose a lineout. Phil, I make fun of you so much for your lineouts, and this is the one time I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna touch it. Hey man, hey, the past like two years I've gotten way better. I feel like this is true, but, the, but now I'm not your jumper, so everything, everything's legal, legal. Yeah, hey, you've been like your success rate's gone up by like forty percent. You've gone from thirty to seventy. <laughs> okay, okay, thirty to sixty-two. Where's that spreadsheet? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I want to start keeping track of all my throws next year. You see, but that's Phil- also something that like we talked about overseas, like not just for like obviously everything's a lot different, but yeah. the coaches would talk to you about. Okay, so what are you good at? Let's work on. So you're gonna try it. Like let's. Oh, okay, you're good at turning the ball over. Well, let's try to put a number on that so that if we get three more possessions, then we're going to actually probably win this game, right? Mm. So my goal is to go in there as like a flanker and try to create havoc and create a turnover this many times on top of when you're actually playing. So it's more than just like, ooh, I want to score. I want to make this tackle. Like you have like set things. I want to... I want to win all of my lineouts and steal mm. a couple others. It'd be cool to have like a way to keep track of a bunch of different stats like that. Like obviously, I just don't think with men's league and stuff like that, you're gonna have the resources really to do that. But I mean, no, I think it starts cool on the it. inside. And yeah, then, yeah. Then I mean, it, also too, if you had a video camera and then you had someone dedicated to actually watching all the game film, sure. Yeah. But I think a lot of data tracking that you see teams do they actually have gps on on their jerseys oh, yeah. they actually you know they actually have programs for that that's uh way out of our budget you know <laughs> just so, a little uh, bit Some <laughs> we'll, look, we'll look into it <laughs> yeah this stuff's pretty cool though like, i saw like a few years ago they had some of that gps data tracking yeah. stuff where they'd be wearing like heart rate monitors and stuff yes. like that too so keeping track of like your output yeah and, like everything. well that's how you know how to like hold somebody back because they obviously have more people yeah. so you don't have to play every game like oh yes. wow your work rate was phenomenal but it looks like it's lacking this last couple of games let's give you a rest yeah, yeah. well and they would keep year. track too like being in a certain like um percentage of your like maximum heart rate range and stuff and like how it affects like your recovery and stuff then they could base practices around you know that's those wild. numbers that's so crazy it's almost like a video that. game like yeah. a simulation science yeah right? yeah <laughs> when kids say in school like when will i ever use this uh for tracking elite athletes <laughs> and their yeah. cardiovascular input and output and uh it's success cardio, rate could you spell cardiovascular for me like oh <laughs> okay well i i don't know that's why it's called cardio that's why i stay away from cardio Dude, i just got back into doing like obviously like this whole like off season i did very very little running i did some like cycling and stuff like that but i pushed the sled friday oh it was not good. It's not the same. I'm like, yeah. I'm... We're getting we're getting older. The recovery of our bodies is not the same. I know. But... I, I was going to say, too, Nico, what was training like overseas? 
uh it's like it's honestly just a couple times a week um oh, so it's not like you guys you guys didn't practice every single day no nope. so i mean i assume like super rugby you're going to yeah. oh no <laughs> okay i did bust one out i air the dog air the dog i'm, I'm having water <laughs> it doesn't look like water but... it's a gallon jug of tequila <laughs> uh but uh Obviously, the higher level teams are going to be practicing every day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what that looks like because I was not fortunate enough to make a super rugby team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did play with some of those guys. Uh, but they kind of structure things based on um, like situational based things. Uh, you know, instead of just running team like, oh, OK, we're doing our plays like it's OK. Uh, you know, we're at the end of a game, but we're down by this much and we're doing a line out going in. What are you what are you going to do? Situational yeah. and almost yeah. like that awareness, the decision making. Because uh, then the whole team's like practicing being in, in that like time, like brain. Uh, yeah, my brain's not working. Everybody's uh, on the same page. Yeah. And then that way, too, when it's in when it happens time, in an actual game, everybody knows what 15, you're going to do. You know your job <laughs> and you know everybody else's job and exactly how to play the scenario. And they just, have, awesome. I mean, they have obviously a lot more time to develop drills. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean. Do they have you guys do strength and conditioning? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was kind of on your own. Yeah. Uh, but like you could, but you could get deal, with, yeah. you could get with the coach and like, hey, I want to do some extra work with you mm-hmm. so that we can work on this gotcha. or whatever. And that's probably like here too, where it's like, you're as fit as you want to be. And obviously, you know. If your cardio and your fitness isn't there, you're going to get demoted. You're going to lose minutes. Right. Where at, and same thing here where it's like well, if would, you don't take care of your body, you're not going to play. Yeah. yeah. And they tested us like uh, doing the Broncos. Ugh. Oh, man. Woo. Got to love a Bronco. But, I mean, they came. We will never do those with the Wombats. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody listening, <laughs> Wombats <laughs> never do the Bronco. <laughs> uh, yeah. not Those are not fun. Uh, but. If you're not running those at a certain point, they're going to get on you to like do some extra work. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know if you noticed, but you're a little out of shape. So, <laughs> I remember though, last spring, that was we didn't do a Bronco, but originally did have us do a 300 meter shuttle. That fucking sucked. <laughs> I missed that day. I think I missed that day too. Yeah, weird. Weird. <laughs> weird. I think I knew it was coming. I had a touring. I had torn my hamstring or whatever like the week prior, and I tried to still do it anyways, like jog on it. Silly. That was a mistake. <laughs> oh, but I felt God. left out. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> All right, so I kind of want to pivot here, kind of get now into present day, and now looking ahead into the future. Uh-huh. So you've got a lot of you got a lot of experience. You know, you're in the middle of a of a playing career with the Wombats. You know, have you ever looked into getting into coaching high school, high performance, anything like that? Or uh, is it just something you're not looking at right now? What What are the thoughts? Or and you've talked a lot about like growing youth programs. I mean, what is kind of future goals for Nico in rugby in general? Well, um, yeah, I actually have had a little bit of experience in the past. Uh, I did get to coach at Cedar Falls High School while <laughs> I was at UNI. Um, I have gotten to coach the um state select side for men's and that was awesome i actually really enjoyed that because you get to bring a little a little bit more to um your everyday uh (coughs) team uh, and hopefully you you get to teach there i do like the idea of doing that i just feel like at this time i'm not just because my life is it could be picked up with uh obviously like 
<clears throat> I just got married. Yeah. And congrats. Thank you. Woo. Yeah. Hi, Kim. Uh, Mr. Felice. Yeah, that's what they call you now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say something else, but that's fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, but with her job, she's a, she's a travel nurse. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what my future holds gotcha. because I would like to pick up and go uh with her as much as possible yeah, I, you should I probably feel like, stick with her you guys yeah just got i mean i kind of like <laughs> yeah but i i feel like i kind of already got to do what my fantasy dream job was where i got to travel the world and now she kind of wants to do that yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for that so i i think eventually i will get back into um the coaching of things right now um i'm still you know playing and coaching uh and so it'll it'll look it'll look different when i'm not playing right right. and i think that's kind of where um that's where it'll be really fun yeah well because take that next step and almost like you can't commit to like let's say a high school team because one you could be pulled out any day of Mm -hmm. like hey we're we're moving to a new city job for your wife is taking a new place that's not fair to the kids and then also like you said you're still focused on yourself as a player and you also help the wombats with strategy things like that so your time would still be split. I mean, is it kind of like just if you're going to do this with a high school team, you want to be able to commit fully without absolutely the rug being pulled out because it was it was hard enough as a player for you and I, yeah, having to miss a little bit of practice for my high school team that I was coaching at right. the time. Um, I can't. I didn't like that feeling, yeah. and I it would be I would only want to do it with a hundred percent red. Like, let's go gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And then like high performance stuff too. Like if the right opportunity comes along, you'd Absolutely. like to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'd love giving back, uh, you know, just even talking with you guys, mm-hmm. just the it's minor details and just talking things out with guys that know what they're doing, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. That's really fun. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah. It, and that's what drives, uh, you know, IQ, which drives the team to be better. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know uh, it's funny. We behind the scenes, uh, yeah, Nico and I, I mean, anybody in the leadership team of the Wombats, uh, talk often on the phone, you know, and, and those conversations could be, they start off very simple. And then we just start playing around with ideas of like, what if we did this? And it could be with youth stuff. It could be with our top 23. It could be with practice plans. It could be with how we recruit. It could be like, we're just taking a different look at how we approach things, you know, and just really just throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. And, and I think that is really important too, because like you said, growing that IQ, it's not just, Hey, let's, we don't say things like super vague. Like we need to work on the youth. Well, it's like, no shit. Like, but like, but how, how does that look? And and that's where we, you know, have those, those phone calls where we just kind of, you know, come up with the wildest things and they, they might not work, but, we're at least throwing it out there in, into the ether to be like, yeah, that won't work. Here's how we can tweak it to make it work for us, for the kids. So, yeah. yeah. Kind of like how your podcast worked. Yeah. <laughs> After our our leadership uh, tried to do, you know, that MLR pick-up. <laughs> we'll talk about that once again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, did, did, do you feel slighted that, you know, we started this pot? You were a part of I the original? I saw that you guys were doing pickups again, and I was kind of pissed because I was doing really well, and I was really consistent. Gosh dang it. <laughs> yeah, that that was fun. It was it was, it like, was fun, but it was time-consuming. Yeah, it, it was, was very time-consuming, and we had, like, there was just, like, too many people on it. Like, it was all good people well, to have on it. It's just and doing so it, many of us. Doing it <laughs> on <boys>. Zoom. 
doing it on Zoom was impossible. So everybody was on their computer yeah. and it was so hard to get the timing. Yeah. Every single person like would talk over each other. And then it was like, okay, you're going to preview this game. You're going to preview this game. And then it, you realize like, we know about rugby, but we didn't know enough depth about some of these teams yeah, and right. players. And that's or, where I like it was helpful because I knew the people. But exactly. I, have, I haven't been watching that much MLR like this year. Yeah. I I couldn't I don't know who where my friends are right now. Right. Like I mean some of them I do. I'm, I'm yeah. following you guys a promise, but yeah. not, yeah. As, not as closely. <laughs> make sure to make sure when this episode comes out, Nico, you tag tag, tag all of them. <laughs> tag all of them. Make sure like oh my God. You just wanna actually right now, Nico, name every friend you know that's played in MLR and then we'll tag them. Uh, yeah. I was actually thinking Go. of a fun, a fun game that you would. I, I had a dream where I had to. I basically was running like a PR sevens, but you had to know the person to oh. put them on your team. And I was like, "Ooh, that would be really fun to see what teams we could put together." You have to know them personally. I'd be like going out of my way to go like meet some people. <laughs> be like first round, like we're all fighting for the first pick because it's like, uh, um, Ani. I know Adi well, and I know was, Jacob. That was what was it's happening in my in my dream was like everybody's picking all these Iowa guys, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I can do this. Uh, yeah, it's just that whole uh, pickums thing. It's like that was just one of those things where it's like you know we're throwing ideas the wall, we're throwing things. Yeah, like, yeah. See what sticks. Kind pivoted of thing, and yeah. it and it works. It's, and, you guys are doing awesome. I love I love uh, that you guys are getting this, uh, and it's been a really good time uh, hanging out with you guys. Yeah, well, thank you, Nico. You should all do it if they ask. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate you for saying that because it is funny now that you mention it because we did realize like uh, when we were doing the pickums, the most successful part is I looked at the analytics. It wasn't our analysis, previews, or recaps or our punishment challenges or the the wheel of punishment. It was our interviews. Like we would yeah. bring on a guest every week, and then we started to realize like. Oh, people don't care about what we say. They care about the guests. <laughs> These idiots don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. And then after taking about nine months off or a year off from it, yeah. and then Phil's like, well, let's interview people. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was the one thing that worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Good that, point. So I think I've mentioned it a couple of times, but it's just listening to you on that um, one podcast where I'm just like, oh, it's like, that was really good. It's like, well, why don't we do this? Like, <laughs> Or at least like, great, you should do this. And it's like, I'll, I'll help you with it maybe or something. And Crazy now I'm here every week. <laughs> I just want to learn. I'm just so curious. My brain doesn't turn off. So, yeah. It is pretty fun, though, talking to just a ton of different people. You know, like, this was a good opportunity to, you know, people I never would have had an opportunity to speak to or connect with, you know, if we didn't do this. Yeah. And I do think, too, like, we wanted to share ideas and, like, you know, Nico – one of the big things we wanted to bring you on for. And earlier this week, we talked to Dan Peatfish. He wanted to hear from people about how do you make clubs more sustainable? How do we grow club rugby in Iowa? And that was one of the founding ideas of this podcast, <clears throat> but being more like intentional about here's where it's at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I like bringing you on and really talking about what you saw in New Zealand, because almost 99.9% of people in the state who've seen rugby, none of them have been to New Zealand. You're the only one with that experience, other than maybe like a very, very select few. Yeah, there's a handful. Yeah. But I'm saying. <laughs> no, uh, I'm saying small. Yeah. Over the course there's of. There's a lot of nodding going on, by the way. Yeah. Over the course of 50 years, though. You know what I mean? Over the course of 50 years, how many people who played rugby in Iowa lived in New Zealand for two years? You know? So I think that perspective is huge. And again, we, we, we share these ideas and people see like what River City's doing with their Intracity Sevens. And I just hope, and I've heard people actually say that they've shared these ideas. Um, that's what it's all about, just sharing it. Because I think as, you know, 
the Wombats grow, River City grows, Des Moines grows. You know, we're going to see new teams pop up. Dubuque came back. Quad Cities came back. And if everybody's sharing their best ideas and we all kind of get hyped up together, um, if Iowa gets better, you know, we all benefit from it. Yeah, so. well, and eventually the U.S. looks, you know, keeps growing and gets yeah. better. And, you know, by the time we hold a World Cup, maybe we'll be good. Yeah. Like really good, not just well, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like compete, you yeah. know. Like we we can be. In I smashes. would love to see USA beat New Zealand. That oh. would be awesome. I don't know if we'll ever see that in our lifetime. <laughs> we'll we'll see in yeah. sevens. I would in sevens, yeah, we'll maybe. See but see, they said never. Yeah. They said never. <clears throat> yeah, they said they said we that we could never beat uh, New Zealand in sevens, but you know we we've we've done that quite a few times now. Oh yeah, so maybe maybe 15s yeah, just, is just around the corner. I just feel like 15s is just so far behind oh, right now. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, there's yeah, a lot again, more te- technical again, stuff that you have to work on in 15s. But yeah. oh, I'd, yeah. I'd love to see it. Pipe dreams, guys. But hey, yeah. yeah I mean, there. if we just do our part in our little pocket, and everybody else does their little part, I was gonna say too. You know, with Rebel Rugby, you know, like some mm-hmm. other yeah. high performance uh, camps and academies, people are starting to look towards Iowa. So like going back to like. You know, if Iowa improves, it helps improve other places. You know, Ethan Pune from Rebel Rugby, he even identified like high schools and youth rugby in Iowa is at a higher level than other places. And we don't see that in other sports. You know, people don't come to Iowa for football players. They're going to Texas. Wrestling, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, people are starting to see like we want to get these kids from Iowa to play on our rugby academies. So there is, is stuff happening. Which is really cool because, I mean, 10 years ago, that was not a thing. No. Uh, people do not know what Iowa is. Right. And I can't tell you how many times I had to explain we are not the potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so if we can just keep on that direction, you know, I think it'll be good for everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep. You know, I kind of wish I would have totally forgot to ask Ethan when we had him on the other mm-hmm. week what he's like three states like favorite states to pull players from if you oh, have one that would have been a good question i just i don't know why i totally blank on that okay so don't blank now but i'm gonna give i'll, I'll buy you some time here the questions come i want you phil <laughs> okay. to ask nico a question of that level to him you know so i don't want it to be a couple weeks from now where you're like god i wish i would have asked nico oh, this that type of like I, I, you need <laughs> to ask nico like a really hard-hitting uh, investigative Nico, your, journalist. Top three uh, states. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, well, Bill, I got a question for you to ask him. Okay, <laughs> ask him. Ask him who his top three teammates are of all time are. Like you know, or Ooh, like be- or one. like best uh, players. Uh, ask him. Hey, Nico, who's your top three players you've ever played with? Top three teammates. Top three players you've played with. One of the two. Yeah. Oh man, so many people to. Please and, and don't say make me mad or Well, oh shoot, you took my answer. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's impossible. Honestly, there's been so many really, really good guys out there, um, and I appreciate every single one of you if you're listening. Uh, but thank you. But, yeah, you. I said I. We, he said I can't say you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was texting. <laughs> Uh, but no, it'd be we'd be sitting here for hours if I actually tried to like make my top teams or like make my favorite teammates. It's just yeah. not it's not doable because there's so many really good characters, and I love you guys for completely different reasons. It, it's a great question though. Yeah, Spin zone, <laughs> least favorite teammate of all time. No, I'm <laughs> oh, there's some doozies out there. <laughs> oh my god, that would take even longer. Yeah. <laughs> Funnier stories, probably. 
<laughs> that would be a hard question though. It's like I honestly don't think I could think of a top three. You know, that, that's tough. Yeah, that's not fair. That's Why not would you ask question. him that? I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> not really. Ask? I'm not sure what I was thinking. <laughs> no, no, we've had some good laughs here and a lot of good stuff. And Nico, this won't be the last time we have you on because, again, I, I feel like we just scratched the surface. Like we were talking in between. Uh, takes i guess you could say because we can only record for 30 minutes at a time like you know you were in new zealand for two full years and i think a lot of times when people hear like oh nico went to new zealand that's like the extent of it like oh he went he played rugby then he came back with a new haircut and a tattoo like (laughs) you know what i mean and like there's so much more just in those two years we didn't even talk about when you went from we didn't talk about when you started at Southeast Polk. We didn't talk about when you went from you and That's I a whole to story Iowa. In itself. From yeah. you and I to yeah. Iowa. Uh, you've you've had some different things go on in your rugby career. You played in the national championship at wing for Bremer. Uh, like there's there's all sorts of things we'd even touch on. So <clears throat> we're definitely gonna have you back. I mean, we'll see you at Wednesday at practice. Oh, we saw you last night at practice. Oh yeah, what a that was such a good time. That was a great beautiful time. day, man. So many people came. We can call the next episode Neo comes on the Nico Felice special to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. That'd be funny if we did that for every single person. On <laughs> we honestly should do that for every part two that we ever have with anybody. Okay, starting now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> nice. Well, but again, all seriousness, thank you, Nico. Appreciate being your teammate yeah. and everything you do for rugby and. Yeah, let's just uh, keep it going, man. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Can't wait for next time. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Oh, I yeah. almost said it. <laughs> How you feeling? Good, you. Ooh. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. <laughs> good, you. Good, you. Really good, guys. Good, you. <laughs> fresh, 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 fres